Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creators Honey podcast. Today we're speaking with Kim Adams. Kim was so fun to speak with. She teaches people how to go after their dreams by trusting their intuition, practicing self-care, and being deeply heart-led. She spent a lot of her career in corporate America and has now authored the book, The Corporate Hippie, which comes out March 12th. She teaches people how to operate from a place of joy and love in the workplace. She believes you can change your life in an instance by practicing meditation, stillness, and trusting the universe. I loved all the things she had to say about finding yourself through those still moments. Let's hear a little bit more about how we can be manifestors of magic with Kim. Hello and welcome to another episode. Today we have with us Kim Adams. She's the author of The Corporate Hippie and a Manifester of Magic. And I'd love for her to introduce herself and her background. Oh, hi. hi, Sandra. I, lo- I love when I hear that. Yes, I'm Kim Adams and I am a Manifester of Magic in my own life. And part of, um, I guess, you know, I just got really inspired to share some of my story about how I managed to manifest the life beyond my wildest dreams. So I decided to write a book about it. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about this wonderful life that you manifested. (laughs) (laughs) I am living with the love of my life in Southern California after being a Texas girl for, oh my gosh, I lived in Texas for 51 years. So I guess that gives away a little bit of my age, but yes, I basically, um, you know, love is always something that was just so important to me. And I threw caution to the wind and I came out to Southern California, probably, I guess it was about five years ago. And I was on Bumble doing all the bumbling and looking for, you know, people. And I just knew that I put out into the universe that if someone like me was on Bumble, I knew that there was another kind, awesome, loving man that was my perfect match available to me on the universe. And so when I came out here for vacation, I just literally remember being on the app and putting that into the phone when I was, when I was doing the scrolling and the scrolling across and um, boom, he appeared and it's just been wonderful ever since. And part of, you know, coming to Southern California to be with him and my, my bonus kids, I call them, it's allowed me to kind of have a life that I never dreamed possible, have kids of my own, um, because I never had my own children. So I have these bonus kids that I get to be a mom for, I get to learn from them. And I also get to teach some of the most important things that I talk about in my book. And that's about trusting your intuition. It's about practicing self-care. And it's about uh, truly being heart-led. That's beautiful. I'm so happy for you that you were able to manifest that beautiful life. Can you tell us a little bit about your professional background? How did you go from maybe, a, to, I don't know, tell me about your career. Yeah, no. So my, my, my career actually started, um, I used to work on a TV show as a chat chick. I was called chat chick mm-hmm. on a show called Net Talk Live, which led me to work for Mark Cuban at broadcast.com. Back in the day, it was 1998, I believe. And that company was bought by Yahoo. And I think Mark became a billionaire from what I remember, still is a billionaire. And it really started me out on my sales career. I started selling, if you can believe it, Sandra, webinars in 1998 to companies. So I was doing online, selling online productions of like sending out satellite crews, doing product launches, doing sales meetings, doing all these meetings that I was selling to these corporations like IBM and American Airlines to help them talk to their employees and their clients remotely. So I was doing this, you know, <laughs> I was doing this, uh, you know, 30, 30 years ago, 20, 25 years ago. So it's kind of crazy, but I started out in there as an inside salesperson and just worked my way to the top where I ended up going from inside sales to being um, a senior, uh, senior seller. And then I ended up just going from one company to another, to another. And it was always been in advertising sales. And I guess the uh, kind of the, I guess the the beacon or the, the top of my career was working for a company called Yumi, where I built a team of five to six bad spiritual women who we built a business from 700,000 
to nearly 30 million when I was unfortunately laid off. But in that being laid off, it led me to all the things I'm doing now. So I, I've been in sales my whole life and I've utilized some of these principles of intuition, self-care along my whole journey. That's amazing. That is incredible. How did, how did you come to have a team of, of just women? How did that work out? So it was about trusting my intuition. I, I knew I had, so my, I had my first female, true female boss at UMI. Her name is Ann Piper. And she gave me the autonomy to really hire who I thought was going to be best for my team. And she let me build it from scratch. And even though she had some certain ideas about what that should look like, um, I hired my first rock star and out of the gate, her name is Lindsay and she just killed it. And then the next hire, Anne was a little bit, mm, not so on board about, but I said, listen, Anne, I, I trust my gut. I trust my inner guru. I know this is the person for the next person on our team. She was a cultural fit. She had come from the advertising agency side and I just knew she was going to kill it for us in sales. And she gave me, Anne gave me the, the autonomy to hire her. I hired her. And Anne, about nine months later, said, Kim, thank goodness you didn't listen to me. That was the best hire of your entire life. And Katie Flora is her name. And she is at Spotify right now. And she is still killing it to this day in sales. That's awesome. Incredible. Um, so when you got laid off, uh, is that when you started your manifestation work? Or tell us a little so bit I how you shifted. I think I've always been a manifester. Like I've always known and I've always had faith and I've always trusted the synchronicity of life, the divine timing of life. I've always trusted signs and, and really kind of done that, not necessarily even knowing what I was doing. And so about six years ago, I really started to tap into that even more and started to actually use with my team, I started to use crystals. I got the, I got us all matching crystal bracelets. Uh, we were going to yoga retreats together. We were practicing self-care. We were really focusing on, uh, you know, building a spiritual family. Truly, Sandra, that's what I built. I built a spiritual family at work. And I believe that then my manifestation, once I got laid off and kind of things were taken out of my troll. And again, we all know the universe has your back and as, as Gabriel Bernstein says, I knew it was the, it was the universe's way of showing me, Kim, it's time to do something else. And so it really did catapult me into finishing my book, The Corporate Hippie, and just really allowing me to take front and center stage and almost to, to get out of my own way and to, to do the things that I've been doing for other corporations for myself. So create all of that joy, all of that profit, all of that um, synergy, all of the connections with clients to do that for myself and find joy in it. That's a, that's a beautiful sentiment. So I want to back up a little bit. I definitely want to talk about your book, but if there are any listeners who have no idea what manifestation is, because I know I was one of those people maybe a year ago, <laughs> I didn't yeah. have a clue. Could you walk us through a little bit what, what that is exactly? So manifesting, it's really, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to manifest. And for me, it's little practices that I still do every day. I think the, the little things like for, for what I say on my Instagram, stillness is where the magical shit happens. Okay. And stillness unlocks all of the opportunities to manifest. And that's through things like, you know, going on a silent walk, listening, not turning on the radio in your car, taking 15 minutes before you get out of bed and just laying there and starting to really, I believe in writing down what your goals are. I believe in writing them down. I believe in vision boards. Oh my gosh, I have, say I have, I don't know, 10 vision boards or something crazy like that. I, vision boards are like, like crack. I'm like crack on vision boards. Like I love them. And my latest manifesting tool has really been to start energetically visualizing myself in what that future um, manifestation is. So for example, I'm with, with the book and everything I'm trying to manifest right now, I am actually seeing myself on a Ted talk stage. I'm visualizing that I am 
trying to embody what it feels like to be in that moment, to get ready, what I'm going to wear. I'm envisioning, I'm envisioning things like talking to Oprah Winfrey. Like she's my idol. She's my icon. Like she is the queen of manifesting as we all know. Um, and she gave me lots of manifestation chips on her shows throughout the years, but I visualize myself, her sitting on the right, me sitting on the left, talking about my book, talking about my upcoming projects. And I'm literally seeing the trees above me and I'm smelling the flowers in the air. So that's how specific that I'm starting to get. And I, and I think, yes, you want to have dreams. Yes. You want to have the big dreams and write it down, but also there's action that is required. And that is doing something different. That's being open to trying meditation. It's being open to that friend that invites you, Hey, do you want to go to lunch with well, I have a perfect example. So I guess when I was in my career, when I first started at Yumi, an old boss of mine said, hey, will you go have lunch with this woman? And I was really busy at the time. And I, I didn't think that I had time to do it, but I did it in a little voice. My intuition, my inner guru said, go have lunch. I did. She was the woman in Piper that hired me six months later when I got laid off the other time. So it was just one of those things where I put the small action in and I went on that lunch that took an hour out of my day. So to me, it's just allowing those divine synchronicities, those connections, and, and knowing that the best and highest is going to happen. And anything that's happening to you is actually for you and will lead you to the path. But you do have to put in some work. Yes, absolutely. I'm a military brat, so I grew up moving every couple of years to a new country. So change for me has been something that's always been like, I'm resistant to it because I had so much of it <laughs> growing up. And <laughs> I just feel like if we don't change what we're doing, then we don't change our situation. And I've noticed that a lot when I'm putting myself in situations that are maybe uncomfortable for me, but are good for me, then I, that's when I grow the most and more opportunities are presented. Like you said, you didn't necessarily want to go to lunch with that woman, but you, you felt something inspire you to take that step and you did it anyway. And I think it's that willingness to, to take that extra step, even when there's maybe a little twinge inside of you that says, oh, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> It is. And we can all think that we're in control or we can all think that we're not changing, but we're changing every minute, right? We're, we're not the same. I'm not the same person I was 10 minutes ago. Like when you start to think about it, how precious life is, how precious this moment is. And um, there's just so much to like go after and get, and that's available to us. And I do believe that anything that you can visualize and that you can dream, if it's meant for you, it, you will have it you will have it. That is God's plan. Like yeah. the desires of your heart. And he might even have more for you than you ever imagined. And that's what I think is so flipping cool. I think my dreams and the things I want to manifest are cool, but imagine what God in the universe has in store. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, some of those downloads come through that meditation and those quiet moments you were talking about things that I maybe couldn't imagine for myself but then if you're taking those silent moments to yourself they slowly come to you absolutely and I love that you use the word download um because that's what they are the giving yourself those little moments is allowing spirit god the universe whatever you want to call it to give you that little nugget, that little gift, that little idea that is your opportunity to then go do something with. You know, how many people are there, Sandra, that that have all of these downloads from source, from God, that don't do anything with them? We're all being given these ideas every day, every minute. And it the, the people that it sets apart are the people that actually just do one step. They build a website. They go on Instagram, they, you know, just do little tiny steps. And then you look back and a year from now, my book will be published. I'll be doing my speaking gigs. I'll, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a Ted talk. Like I just know these things are going to happen. And so um, I'm getting out of my own way almost and just letting the divine move me. Absolutely. That's awesome. Having an open mind for those things that will push you forward. Um, so let's go back to your book. Tell okay. me what 
your book is about. I love the title. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I was like, okay, I'm not sure what people are going to think about this, but I think it's the perfect kind of where we are right now in the world where the corporate hippie, I believe is it's a, it's a movement, right? It's foundational change and how we women, men, everyone need to be working in corporate America. The kind of the good old boys club is not going to stand anymore. And so utilizing feminine principles of intuition, of self-care, of being heart-led and and leading from a place of joy and love and compassion. Those are the things that people respond to now, Um, especially now that we're all on Zooms and you have to really trust the people you work with and you can't be, uh, you know, I think a lot of people worked with a lot of jerks out there and that would be one way to their own family and very different at work or with their employees. And I just don't think employees are going to stand for it anymore and companies shouldn't stand for it anymore because when you allow that spirit of the person and you feel the connection with the employee from a manager to an employee and you want the best for that person, the best and the highest, it only brings that best and the highest for the company which means profits, which means longevity at the company, which means um, keeping that intellectual property. And even if that's keeping a person there a year longer than you thought you would, you know, you're, you're still, you're investing in these people and they might go off and start their own companies or switch jobs or whatever. But while they're there working for you, you're getting the best of them if you're treating them in a way of working with them with the love and the compassion and the joy. Yeah, that's, that's such a wonderful mindset to have. So what advice could you give someone in like a management position to what, what principles should they be abiding by um, based on your book or how could they be a good manager with your, with your ideas? I really think the hiring process is a huge part to, to look at thinking about the um, the cultural component, even on your team on a small level. I mean, you can have a company, this book is for a, a company size of 10, 50, 50,000, 500,000. It doesn't matter because you can make little teams yourself. So as a manager for me, I was in a company um, with a thousand people and we had our little six people, little, you know, little unit, little nucleus that we went and kicked together, right? So a manager can hire the right people, can can really trust their intuition on, is this person the right fit for our team? Or if you're starting new with the team, you have to make sure there's some alignment. There's some alignments in personality and gifts. And you can't just look at a resume anymore, right? There's so much more to, you've got to trust the energy too. Like there's so many things that, like on the Zoom call right now, and now so many people are on Zooms, there's so much energy happening that we can't even pick up on. You have to trust your intuition about, is this person right for the team? They might, they might have five out of the 10 things that are on, let's just say the list of what you need. But what if your gut is telling you that's the right person? Mm-hmm. Take them to lunch, take them to coffee, get on a Zoom session with them for 45 minutes, talk about things other than work and your gut will give you that information. So I think the more that we are trusting how we would make decisions around the friends that we have. I think that's how we start to understand who's right for our teams. That's so interesting. I think a lot of times we do go by the resume and how well someone buttoned up answers the questions kind of robotically in an interview. And it's interesting to have a totally different perspective and to to think about the energy that you're feeling in the room when you're interviewing them and whether they're a good fit culturally versus the perfect resume. That's, because that's their true. client, like whoever you're hiring, whatever you're feeling, most likely, I mean, not hundred percent, but they might feel some of those same people might feel the same way. So I, um, what I decided to do when I started hiring salespeople, I ended up taking every one of them out to dinner because I thought, you know what? If I don't want to be at dinner with them after two hours, like I'm in big trouble, right? So to me, and I took one person out to dinner and I won't, I won't, I won't say their name, but it was, I was the most boring dinner that I I think I'd had in a long, long time. And he wasn't asking me any questions about myself or the, my boss that I was with. And I thought, well, how's he going to be with salespeople, right? How's he going to be with clients? 
if he can't keep my interest up for two hours? So, you know, again, not every job entails that kind of, you know, strict guidelines of being able to keep conversation going, but, you know, even a 30 minute coffee or a 30 minute zoom with a, a cup a coffee, a zoom, what, what do you call it? Coffee time with a zoom now. I don't know. We need to think of a, a really fun name for it, but like, even me talking to you right now, Sandra, I like, I feel your energy. It's so good. And so like, I feel it. And the more that we start to pay attention to that, that's information about how we hire, who we go to work for, what companies, you know, if you're on your way to an interview and you get in a car accident, that's a huge flipping sign that that company is probably not the right company for you. Now, it's kind of drastic, but do you know what I mean? Like these things happen along the way that give you these constant signs of yeses and noes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. I just have worked in a lot of <laughs> positions where they've relied so heavily on, I'm, I'm looking back at my experience and thinking of my bosses who have maybe hired someone where I had a differing opinion. And it was that energy that you're talking about where you can totally feel it. And those people are gone within a couple months. You can almost feel that they're not the right fit and they're not going to be there long-term because of that. that energy. Abs- absolutely. And how much is that costing corporate America? or small companies that can't afford like hiring somebody and having them leave in four five, six months. What does that do for anyone? And so making hiring mistakes is just, if you can, if, if you can make some better choices by listening or, or getting some other opinions or just trusting your intuition, I think it's a game changer. Sure. Yeah. Great advice. So what about when you're all hired up, <laughs> how do you maintain that energy? I think it's absolutely having the direct line of communication to the team. It's making sure there are weekly calls, but not even just weekly calls, check-ins. Um, I wanted them to, I wanted them to know that they could come to me with anything, right? Talking about the big stuff, the little stuff. I was invested in them as a person, not so I was invested in their families, right? So they knew they could come to me, and if, and I could even sense when they would be getting burned out or needing a break or whatever. And, and some, you know, I think, I think United States, I think there's so much of this work, 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 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week. That's not necessary. That's not even good. Self-care. I think you can get a lot of your work done in 30 to 40 hours a week. I mean, I, some of the biggest deals I ever did were when I was on a beach in in flipping Mexico. Okay. My boss called me one time when I worked at, uh, when I worked at broadcast.com and Yahoo, Stan Woodward, he called me one time and said, basically I was on vacation. And like, that's, I had like three big deals closed that week. And I was just on the, I would take the calls when I needed to. So I think work, when you give the autonomy to people to work and they know that you trust them and you care for them, they're going to be loyal to you. They're going to work hard for you and they're going to get it done. But where where's it said you have to do, like drive people into the ground? Like, I just don't think that that's necessary. And that's when you're going to lose people. So I think people can, you know, so me checking in and kind of doing self-care checks, we would do a once a year yoga retreat where we did yoga. We did, um, and just had dinners together and just like got to know each other, played cards, played games. Um, went to the beach, went to the pool, like literally just spent time together. Now I know that's not possible for every company, but t- what about taking off at noon on a Friday? And nowadays, okay, I would say go to a movie or go get a mini petty. We used to do those things. But what if y'all all, I don't know, grabbed a cocktail at noon on a Friday on a Zoom and said, have a great weekend. And then people went off to go be with their family. So there's all these different things that we need to start thinking out of the box of knowing our employees enough to know what is going to keep them, what is going to motivate them. And if that's an extra five hour start to the weekend, go for it, right? Let's not be so rigid. Let's get out of all this rigid corporate America. We're in the age of Aquarius, baby, where that stuff is not going to work anymore. Uh It's not. Yeah, absolutely. We're being asked to step up and work differently. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to lead the charge. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it's so needed because I have so many friends who um, I personally haven't worked in the corporate setting. I've worked at nonprofits and higher education institutions, but I have a lot of friends who work in that high powered environment where it's like you said, 50, 60 hours a week. And I just come from a totally different career track and I just look at them and I think, how can you sustain that? You can't, it's, it's not sustainable. And, and how can you live a happy life that way? And it's so, about balance now, right? Yeah. You have to have balance in all areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, what do you, yeah. What do you say to your, what do you say to your friends that you see? <laughs> I just <laughs> shake my like head and ask them, why are you doing it? And a lot of times, you know, it's for the experience. It's for, you know, to, to get somewhere else but they're not able to enjoy the now. And I'm always encouraging them to take a different route, but. um, Good for you, because that, you're right. That's all we have. mm -hmm. That's all we have. And the more that you recognize that, that anyone can start their own entrepreneurial journey whenever they decide. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't have all my ducks in a row. I didn't, like, I didn't know I was going to get laid off. I didn't know COVID was going to hit, but guess what? You just keep putting one foot in the other and you ask for the divine guidance and it shows up sister. It shows up. Yeah, absolutely. You and can't make the, and you can't make this shit up. That's one of the chapters of my book. You can't make it up. Yeah. Like literally when you start to get in the flow of what the universe wants for you, you it's, it's miraculous. Absolutely. Today I I'm a new business owner and today I was just thinking about this exact concept because I had four different people reach out to me out of the blue just about working with me and my business and I just thought to myself like this happened because I put myself out there in this one group and I and I talked about something and then I offered to volunteer to help someone do this thing and they all just came my way. I wasn't expecting them. I wasn't necessarily asking for them, but it just, once you start opening yourself up to the possibilities and you put yourself out there, things just start happening and all it just start happening. I think you, you put things down, you do your vision boards, you put it down, you meditate and then you surrender and then the timing take care of itself. It all flows. And when you're forcing, like you, right, nothing's going to happen that's good when you're forcing it. And so for me, <laughs> like, honestly, sometimes I'm working right now two hours a day because I've got some bonus kids and I'm helping doing e-learning and I'm doing all these other things. And I have, I, I sometimes get that little feel of, because I, I was in corporate America and I, I didn't work 60 or 70 hours a week. I probably worked, you know, 30 to 45 hours a week, something like that, which is still not a lot when you think about it. Um, but now I'm kind of like, gosh, can I get done when I need to get done in two hours a day? Isn't that flipping amazing? Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. I feel like you can stretch your time a little bit when you when you have this mindset. Talk to us a little more about surrender. How, how, how can we find ways to do that? Cause That's I know hard. I'm, I'm not it, good at surrendering. So I'm just, you know, it happen. it's hard. It, it is hard. It is hard. I will say it's, it's hard for me, but I, um, the, the beauty comes in surrendering because truly God, I believe in God, this, universe source, however, whatever it is for individual people, once you surrender to that divine timing, like our, if you surrender, our soul knows what it came here to do, right? Our soul knows. So if we're able to get the, the stillness, the ideas, the meditation, and start to just let things come to you and just, and don't have a timeline in mind because time is, time is not real, right? Time is just, we can get a whole time discussion of that, but it's God's time, right? It's the universe's time. So you just have to say, I'm going to do these steps and then I'm just going to let's see what happened because we can't force it all. Um, I don't know that that's a great explanation, but I will say this. Okay. I was in, um, I was in a full moon ceremony about three weeks ago and it was a very difficult ceremony for me. It was about manifesting and I was in a I was in a tizzy. Like I, I was, I was having a lot of self-doubt. I was worried about the future. I was like in this kind of spinning out of control. 
And once in the ceremony, it was like an eight hour process that I went through about four hours. I was resisting, 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 forcing, forcing, forcing. And I wanted to stop. Once I surrendered to the experience, that's when everything flowed to me. That's when the beauty of the experience happened. That's when I got downloads from God. That's when I saw visions of ancient women. I I got downloads from my ancestors. Like once I actually just was like, (gasps) took a breath and like, (sighs) like, just let it go. Let it go. It's imagining yourself. You know, if you think about like a leaf floating down a river mm-hmm. and you know how the leaf just floats like no direction and sometimes it'll get caught like in a little side spot over here in the river. Maybe it's there for a couple days and then it'll float down a little bit more. Like it's if we can imagine ourselves as we're floating that there is a direction and there is an end game and whether we like it or not, this little distraction over here, this little, we're still going to get to where we're supposed to be. Yeah. But if we surrender to it, it's going to happen much faster. That's a good way to think about it. I got goosebumps when you told that story. Okay, <laughs> I, good. I, good. I was I, like, I was like fumbling with my words a little bit. I'm like, wait, I'm not being very eloquent today. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's those special moments. I think that really, um, give insight into our purpose in life when, when we have those little moments of receiving the downloads and, and getting, they're amazing. The, the, I live for the downloads and sometimes they're small and sometimes they're big, but yeah. So if you had a little, aha, I love that. I love that. Cause I get, I mean, I get them all the time and you know, the other thing too, we're all, we're all teachers and students. I'm learning as much from you right now as you're learning from me. And as people out there, like, and my whole thing is if I can inspire one person to want to change their life or to manifest something or to, to be open to seeking or trying something, I love that. And I think that I think of myself as I'm putting my hand down, reaching down to one person to help up. And then I'm also reaching up to someone else to help me up. So that's how I look at it. Like we're all helping each other, just continuing to level up. That's a good way to walk through life, thinking that way. So tell us a little bit about your business itself and how you market it. How do you put yourself out into the world? What are the little steps you take to, to show the Social world? media is the big one. <laughs> so I'm pretty big on Instagram. I'm developed like I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm actually going to be launching TikTok next week. Ooh, and so I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm I haven't made my TikTok yet. <laughs> I'm I've been a little bit nervous about it myself. I'm not gonna lie. I've I've done a lot of on Instagram. I've done a lot of pretty graphics and stuff. But I've been you know trying to record myself more in the moment and and because I do feel like I am my own brand. So the more that I let people know who I am and let them see my heart and good, bad, ugly, getting through stuff. I mean, life is. I am living my best life. Absolutely. But there's also challenges no matter what we're doing. And so Instagram is part of how I'm growing my business. I am uh, launching my book on the 20, on the 12th of March. And so I'm, I'm starting to get speaking gigs out of that and starting to tell my story to some agencies because I used to be in advertising. So telling my story that way, I'm starting to put together some, um, some more, I guess, uh, not editorial, but I want uh, more professional video content, actually thinking about putting some of my lessons in a video where some things will be free and some things will be downloadable or a small fee. And um, which is on my path to like consulting workshops, that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of dipping my, my feet into really how do I monetize the video portion of it with my message. And, um, but really is it showing up on social media and also you actually had a really great point. I'm going into Facebook groups Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting involved and I do think women and sisterhood is the key to how all of this manifesting happens for me and like all of us women out there, the more that we allow our sisterhood and our sisters to help us, that's where we're all going to just expand um, because I, I'm not jealous of anyone. There's enough for all of us. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't come from a place of lack, then there's no reason to not help a sister. And so these little groups are, I think, going to be the wave of the future of us all helping each other. And 
you've already experienced from what I just heard you say, like four requests in one day. And I think it's that it's putting yourself fearlessly out there and who you are and having like, I want some of that and I like her and she can help me. Yes. I've never been a super jealous person, but sometimes I'm like, oh, they're my competitor. Or I used to have this mindset of thinking that way of, of they're in the same field as me. Like I just, they're, I can't connect with them or interact with them. They're doing the same thing I'm trying to do. They could steal my clients. But I think what you said about coming from a position of abundance instead of lack and realizing that there's enough to go around for everyone. There's and like enough. You said, yeah there's absolutely enough and like you said there's you're you're your brand you are the unique part of your your brand and no one can copy that and so no one can copy that no one can copy you exactly so uh, there's how many seven billion people right on this planet Uh (laughs) and with the changes that are happening more and more and more of us are all going to need coaches and partners and advice and Um, so just, uh, there's, there's, there's no lack. It's just abundant. And so jealousy will only keep things from you. I truly believe that. As soon as I let go of that mindset, I just started seeing so much abundance, even in my own life, not just, not just my business. You weren't holding on or, or having some made up idea in your mind. So that, isn't that, that's such freedom, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. What is meant for you is not going to pass you by. Yes. And that service mindset of just feeling, being willing to, to help and, and, and serve. And And absolutely. And you're going to help some people that is just that you're not going to charge for, right. That for whatever reason, or it's going to be a five minute conversation that, your advice or your inspiration or your moment is going to help them with whatever. And it's, it's again, like, do we all need to get paid for our services and what we're doing? 100%. Absolutely. We do. And I, and even though I'm a, on my spiritual path, I want the money to flow to me because money's just energy. And that's another thing is just looking at it as energy. And once you get out of that lack, it just starts to flow more and more, but yeah, just getting out of our own way and, allowing the divine right people to come in our path, your divine right clients for your best and highest. They're going to find you. They're going to find me. Yeah. And that goes back to surrendering and just the mindset of abundance also ties in with that surrender of, I, I'm just going to leave it to the universe, to God, whatever your higher power is and understand that it's all going to flow. If Oh, if I just heard that. Uh, I just heard that, that, uh, Jesus take the wheel that Carrie, Carrie Underwood song. Yes. Just, like, Jesus, that's surrender, right? Uh-huh. Just yeah. take the wheel. God, take the wheel. Universe, take the wheel. Like it's a good reminder for me. Absolutely. What advice would you give to someone who wants to start a career in maybe a public speaking like you want to do and, and your, your book, what advice would you give someone? I would say, you know, what are the topics or what are, what are you really passionate about? Like once I started to realize, oh my God, like I am so passionate about spiritual journey. I'm so passionate about self-care. I'm so passionate about intuition. And I realized I'd been doing these things. So I just was like, okay, so now I'm going to put it in a format where someone can actually take some of my methods of building the business I built and utilize them. So I think it's, I truly identifying what are you passionate about? Like what do, what, what just talking about lights you up. Mm -hmm. And then that's a great start to figuring out, okay, do you have an Instagram page? Do you have a Facebook page? Part of what I'm also doing is I'm just telling all my friends, I'm telling my, my boyfriend and his business people. I'm telling, I, I'm a, I work for the, um, I'm a charity for the American Heart Association. I told them last week, I'm like, Hey, if you have any women's clubs or any events or any online events where you need someone to open up like a quick 15 minute kind of rah-rah or talk about anything. Cause I've also gone from kind of, I've had some trauma in my life to truly thriving. I I've dealt with sexual abuse. I've dealt with sexual assault at work. I used to weigh 190 pounds. So I've had trauma and, and life that I've gotten through. And so being able to, 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 
have a couple places to share, whether that's girls or boys clubs or charities, whatever. I'm seeking places to where I can just share my story for, for free right, right now, just because it inspires me. And if it one person changes or thinks differently about something because of something I said, like that's a win. That's all I hope for. That's all I want to do. Definitely. You touched on something really important, especially as people get started in in starting a business. It's being willing to shout it to the rooftops and being willing to tell everyone. A lot of times people are timid because they're worried about what other people are thinking or, oh, what's that person going to say? But I've been really surprised as I've done this more and more myself of the support I've gotten so much support everywhere coming at me from unexpected places. That is is wonderful. Yeah. People who I thought would maybe make fun of me or just, you know, they've been my biggest supporters. And so it's, it's just been great to, to feel that support. And I know that doesn't necessarily happen for everyone, but I think it comes from other places that you aren't always expecting. And I love, and I love that for you because I, I, we all, I mean, I'm a, I'm a recovering people pleaser, hundred percent. I mean, I care what people think about me, but in the last couple of years, especially the last year, it's none of my business. What people think about me, mm-hmm. none of my business. It's yeah. not really even my business. What my boyfriend thinks about me. Now, of course we have to treat each other with kindness and respect, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, he's not going to understand everything that I'm doing. And I just need him to be my cheerleader. Mm, yeah but there are some people that will get triggered when when you go off to do your sole purpose Mm -hmm. and shine your light really 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 bright it will trigger people in your life Mm -hmm. and you kind of have to be okay with sticking to your plan and what your soul came here to do yes because at 53 years old i know what i'm in here to do i'm a light worker Mm -hmm. yeah i'm meant to spread light and inspire people in the world and just be a beacon of hope. Like that's part of my soul's purpose. Yeah. It's really cool to say, but I, you know, it's taken me a long time to get here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You touched on really important points of, of not worrying about what other people think of you and it's not your job <laughs> to, or responsibility <laughs> to be thinking about that. And to really accept what you're here to do and what your purpose is and what your divine calling is, I think is, is something you have to grow into and, and slowly figure out for yourself as an individual. And once you get that point of strength, being able to be confident about it and not back down when you do have people in your life who, cause I think you, you're right. People come out of the woodwork who are like, who are you to do that? <laughs> but exactly. Who are you? You know not what my to? response is. You know what my response is for that. Uh-huh. Why the f- not me? Uh huh. Yeah. That's one of my talks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's important to know your purpose and then to to go after it. That's awesome. I can only imagine some of the the you know twenty year old women that are listening or men and and just I. I get goosebumps when I think about what if I had all this flipping information when I was 20, right? Or 25 that I just had to figure out my sole purpose and do my passion and listen to my intuition to let it guide me. Like, oh my gosh, I think I would be a gazillionaire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm 31 and I'm still feeling that way. Why didn't I feel this sooner? Why didn't I know? (laughs) Yeah. But like, like we just talked about, we all, we all get at the right time when we're supposed to. So I just, I'm, I'm so grateful that, you know, there, there's these, you know, podcasts and all of these ways to get this information that is just out there for people now to get for free, to change their life Mm -hmm. without having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on, you know, going to treatment centers or going to, I mean, coaching is still, of course, very valuable and I support it hundred percent, but there's information that can get anyone, someone listening today to us talking can get started on a path mm-hmm. of being a seeker, of being still and listening to their intuition. Like, what am I being guided to do? Yeah, that's, that's freedom. I love that you brought it back to those silent moments and, and someone listening today could just take what you've said and, and start a whole new path. 
And I think seeking those opportunities, like you said, there's so many resources out there, podcasts, YouTube, <laughs> everything you could imagine um, just at our fingertips. And it's just taking the initiative to, to look for it and, and take those steps. So tell me who your biggest business inspiration is. You said Oprah Winfrey. Is that, is that? <laughs> I mean, she's really high up there. Yeah. Um, I really, she's, she's my guru. I honestly, I probably, I talk about her four or five times in my book. Like I'm not going to lie. There's so many manifesting principles that I learned from her because she is, you know, she's the mother of all manifestors. Right. And she, um, and it's all been knowing who she was, you know, from the age of what, four or something or five. And so I take a lot of, um, a lot of stuff from her and, and, and she led me to, you know, my, my, my meditation practice started by listening to Deepak and Oprah on the 21 day meditation. That's really what started me doing, um, doing my meditation, making it not so scary. The fact that I was listening to Deepak and Oprah, you know, for 20 minutes, it was really cool. But I have to say, I, I think I want to say, gosh, oh my gosh, I lost, lost uh, Blakely, um, Spanx. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Blakely. Yeah, Sarah Blakely. Mm-hmm. I am so inspired by her and I've listened to her podcast. I listened to her masterclass. I've listened to how you build this. I've listened to a lot of her stuff and just so inspiring with her ideas and how she just was so convinced, pulled over on the side of the road. Spanx like came into her brain and she went to Neiman Marcus and like tried on, you know, her white pants without the Spanx and tried them on with and got the order. It was just that spunk, that drive, that believing in herself that I can really get behind. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that so much of the information is downloaded to us for us to just go do things. Like, um, have you ever read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? I haven't yet, no. I highly recommend reading Big Magic because it talks about just again, more of these downloads and these ideas that we are being given constantly. And it's just, have you ever been around where you thought you saw something you're like, oh, I thought about, I thought about that five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Well, someone did something with it. Uh-huh. Somebody had a thought of a baseball cap, made a baseball cap, right? Somebody had a thought of making a deck of tarot cards. Somebody had a thought of, you know, building a webinar like Zoom. So it's just, it, it that's what sets people apart manifesting your dreams, being an entrepreneur is just taking that, that idea and then just doing something with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just moving forward. Like you said before the little steps, doing something towards it every day. Yeah. If you look at the big picture, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. You just, that's where you have to just surrender the trust and the faith. Jesus got the wheel. And just do your little steps mm-hmm. as much as you can. Reach out to that person, make that Facebook post, make that phone call, go to that lunch someone invited to. Someone invited you to a, a online web course. Sign up. Like it's just you know, obviously you can't do everything, but just listen to the things that you're being called to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have my last question for you. Tell me about so fun. I know (laughs) I've learned so much from you. Tell me about how someone can gain that confidence to, to take that, those steps. Cause we've talked about, you know, getting the downloads. I think a lot of times I can recognize the download and I'm like, Oh, I need to do that. So what are the steps then to building up the confidence to, to take the steps to move forward with the download? I really, I think if, if someone is struggling with, some worth, some self-worth, some, some, some issues around self-confidence. I think that believing you are worthy of all of these things is the first step. Hmm. And if that takes writing 10 affirmations on your bathroom mirror that you see every day, if that takes reminding what I, and I've done these same things. I've had 20 affirmations on my bathroom where I looked in the mirror and I said these things to myself to build up my confidence when I was not in a good place. Mm-hmm. I um, have reminders on my phone to this day of intentions, of manifesting, of my worth, of not believing what other people say. So whatever you need, those one or two, like my mantra right now is I am a powerful creator. That is my mantra. And I believe it with everything in my being. And that is what I wake up to. 
And when I get still, I say to you, and I can just recite it over and over in my head. So if you're struggling, trying to figure out a way, I would just start with some basic stillness, one minute and some affirmations, what comes in your head. And maybe it's as simple as I am worthy. If you are born, you're worthy. Mm-hmm. It is our birthright to be happy, to have joyous joy in our life. And so just claim it, mm-hmm. claim it. You've just ended on such a good note. So many of us lack that that feeling of worthiness. And I love the tips that you've given. Those are things that have helped me to find that that worthiness. So I can attest to those. And and like you said, you're still doing some of these things. And and maybe you do need to do something every day to feel that worthiness of everything in your life. You're worthy of it. Like you said, it's it's our birthright to it never it never stops for me. It's the little daily practices that truly change your life. It's the little daily one or two little things that change your life if you continue to do them. Yes. Ugh. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I think, uh, and that's what we we sometimes struggle with is we want these huge, big moments to happen, but it's really the little ones that will get us to those, those big moments. And so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So your book launches March 12th. 12th. Awesome. And where can our listeners find you? So my website for my book is thecorporatehippie.co and that's H-I-P-P-I-E.co. And on I'm at uh, on Instagram, Manifest with Kim. And I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn under Kimberly Adams and TikTok soon. Yes, TikTok. I'll be I'll be looking. I have a secret account on TikTok, not secret, but I don't post anything there, but I do watch. So I'll be looking for you. Yeah, maybe you can watch and see how I do if you yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it will be great. We'll leave all those links to your um sites and and social media in the show notes so people can find you. Thank you so much for being Thank on you so with much me for today. having me. Yeah. It was such a joy and a pleasure and I know that we'll stay connected and if there's anything you ever need from me or any way I can help or be of service, Don't hesitate to reach out. Wonderful. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. Bye. This episode makes you think a lot about yourself internally. Let's do a little recap of ways we can manifest our dream life. First, anything you can visualize, you will be able to accomplish if it's meant to be. If it's not meant to be, that's okay. There's something likely bigger and better along the way for you. Some ways we can manifest are through goal setting, vision boards, visualization, finding moments of stillness to receive nuggets of information. One of my favorite quotes from Kim was, I'm getting out of my own way and letting the divine move me. Some other thoughts are be still and listen to your intuition. Take an idea and act on it. Believe you are worthy of everything you want. It's your birthright to be happy claim that happiness. I really hope each and every one of us can manifest the life of our dreams and that we're able to take those moments of stillness and find inspiration daily. I know I'm going to take a lot of the tips Kim gave to heart and work on manifesting my dream life. I hope you enjoyed the episode and stay tuned for more next week.